Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, podcast listeners, I am so glad you're back to hear another episode. Um, talking to people who are good at what they do, who love what they do, who share that love for their clients, for their customers. And today we have Ryan Carver. And I first met Ryan when he was opening Leverage Fitness Solutions in Cottonwood Heights, when his grand opening. And I've watched his progress on social media and he's doing some phenomenal things. He's helping adults over 50 battle their injuries, illnesses, and aging to exceed previous fitness and performance levels. And exceed previous fitness and performance levels is the, is the word there and defy the status quo around aging. Ryan graduated from the university of Utah in exercise science and nutrition. He has multiple certifications and specializ specializations. He was a finalist for international personal trainer of the year in 2020, which is huge and was just awarded fitness professional of the year by medical fitness network. He's a proud father of four, a master's athlete and an author. Welcome Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, yeah. So glad to have you here. I've watched a lot of your videos on your social media pages where you're working with clients who are over 50 and you're, you're defying modern ideas of what people over 50 can do. You know, there's a, there's an idea that once you hit a certain age, it's just a steady decline until you're in your death chair and watching TV. Yes. Yeah. So, um, how, how did you come into this field and what are you doing? Well, kind of like what our mission is. We want to defy the status quo around aging. And what you said is exactly true. We often, the paradigm is completely backwards, looking at our parents, our grandparents, and how that aging process happened is exactly what you said. They just slow decline. You start stooping, shuffling, needing assistance to do everything, and then just eventually become a drain on society. And unfortunately, um, these stereotypes are just promoted in every single media piece that you see. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. There are, there are so many things that you can do to enhance and enrich your life without taking a lot of time that can really add not only years, but quality years. Mm. And that's what we're about. That's great. And you work with, what, what is the range of the people that you work with the age range? So pretty much 50 and up. Our oldest is 91. So our average age is 77 right now. Um, and we, we deal with everyone from the master's athlete, those that are the outdoor mountain enthusiasts that, you know, are trying to hit 20 or more ski days in a season. Um, those that are going to crazy expeditions for hiking to just the recreational, hey, I want to be able to do whatever I want to do without paying significant prices afterwards, whether it's playing with grandkids for the weekend and not being wiped out for a month mm. or, you know, being able to go on a hike or a bike ride or whatever it is. So, and then on the other side of the, the spectrum, we have people that have never worked out in their entire lives that they've had something happen, um, a fall, an injury, and now their independence is being threatened. Mm. And which is scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, and they've never been in that position before. And now they're trying to desperately um, reverse and prevent that loss of independence. Wow. And, you know, you, you think about people who 
are 80 and it shows them weight training or strength training. And that's kind of a, a joke in society to see the, or an anomaly, but you're really making it a commonplace. Yeah. You should still be weightlifting when you're in your eighties and when you're in your nineties, that that's how you keep the muscle mass. It's how you keep the body yeah, functioning. For sure. It's yeah. A lot of, a lot of people believe that, yeah, it's kind of a joke or like, oh, it's cute it's that, cute. you know, grandpa, so grandpa's grandpa. going to work out or grandma, but in reality, so, so demeaning, <laughs> uh, it, it is demeaning. But if you've seen some of our videos, you'll quickly realize, holy cow, these people are probably doing more and in better shape than I am. Oh yeah. Damn. They're they're Yeah. They're fit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, the thing is, and that's, and that's the other problem is we show it because it's amazing what they can do, but then it's kind of like a catch 22 because then people are like, oh, that can never be me. Oh, really? It's like, no, no, no. You don't understand the <laughs> 80, <were> you. <laughs> the 82 year old that you see doing these heavy weights started like doing two pound weights. Right. And so that's, that's, that's what we try to convey, but it's just kind of sometimes lost in the in the confusion. Yeah. They just don't show up, you know, strong and buff. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's work. It really is work. Yeah. And you know, when you get to the age of 50, it's very rare that you don't have injuries of some kind or joint problems. How do, how do you start working with people who might never have worked out? You know, their bodies already hurt. Just like they come to you like as a last idea of, of health. So what do you do? What's the, the process? The process? Well, uh, we like to joke first off that if you wake up and you don't have any aches or pains, you're either under 25 or you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is pretty common. Uh, our approach is, um, the best way I can describe it is it's a one size fits one. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to have the best results. Um, if you've ever tried to, just a case in point, I have an abnormally small head. <laughs> Anytime I try and buy a hat that says one size fits all, right. I am guaranteed to not fit it. <laughs> like it's just, it just drowns me. Right. And oftentimes we take that same approach with fitness. Um, we go and buy some sort of program online or we follow someone on YouTube or Instagram and think that what they're doing is going to be appropriate for us. Or we just show up at the gym and just try and look around to see who's doing what and try and copy them. Mm -hmm. And that's really a recipe for disaster. Um, and injury. And injury. Yeah. So our approach is we try and customize everything to each individual. So we go through a thorough assessment looking at their previous medical history, injury history, what they've got going on. That's a good predictor of what can possibly happen in the future. We do a thorough assessment of how you move currently, what your current abilities are, where your goals are. And then based off of that data, we customize what you need at that specific time. And the great thing is, is a lot of people believe, oh, I, that's all I need, but the body's ever changing. Right. Um, you'll, you'll adapt to something within four to six weeks. So if you keep doing that longer, you're going to have diminishing results. Mm -hmm. So as our clients progress, so does their, what we call our, their exercise prescription, because it needs to, to right. keep you they progressing. They get stronger, yeah. they get more adept at things. Yeah. Sometimes something will improve faster than others. So that's why we, that's where we customize things that way you can see the results. So if you, whether it's, I need to get stronger to battle sarcopenia, or you need to improve your stamina, or you're having problems managing your diabetes, all of these things are going to mean a different exercise prescription for you. Right. 
That's fascinating. Because, yeah, you walk into a gym, maybe you're an older person, and first it's really intimidating. I mean, there's so much equipment. There's so many things to do. Don't know where to start. The See, music's loud. The music's loud. There's a whole bunch of peacocks <laughs> strutting around trying to find a, a date or a social life for the weekend. Yeah, they're all looking in the mirror to themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's a very intimidating environment. So, And that's part of the reason why I created what we did, because there needs to... There needs to be a space mm -hmm. dedicated for these people. So instead of having to go to the gym and deal with 20-something-year-olds, you know, <laughs> flirting and taking up space and listening to heavy rap music or whatever, I mean, you're just as likely to listen to something like Buddy Holly or Led Zeppelin. I mean, right. it, or something even <laughs> older. Like we have, you know, some big band stuff. Some that's Duke played. Ellington. Yeah, Duke Ellington. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's what it's what they're comfortable with. And sure. it's so fun because they'll be, our clients will be working out like, Oh, I remember when this song came out, I was in high school or I was in college. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's partly self-serving because I want to hijack their memories. Their, those say, fond yeah, memories that's, that's, yeah, and combine that with what they're doing now. Yeah. There's a, there's a memory with music. It actually makes you feel younger when you yeah. are around music that you love. It yeah. music transcends cognitive disease. Hmm. Even those with dementia and Alzheimer's, you play music that they loved or they remember, and it just breaks through that fuzz and that cloud that you have when you have cognitive illnesses. Right. So it's very, very powerful, but you often don't think of it, especially when you go to these bigger gyms, right. it's like, oh, it's just something to be loud and you know get people pumped up. It's like, well, there's more to it that can be done. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that about your facility. It's not intimidating. You know, you don't have big groups of people hanging out in front of the mirrors and drinking energy drinks. It's very catered to what you want to accomplish. And yeah. it's very functional. And I think people feel, feel very safe there coming to you to a place where it doesn't feel intimidating. It's not terrifying to walk in for your first time and think, oh, what's going on here? Well, we try, but we also get the other fear of that people walk in and they don't see those machines mm -hmm. like you that you're used to seeing. And right, like, that you've been conditioned to look for. What What am I supposed to do <laughs> here? I don't see any like rows upon rows of treadmills. Right. And well, we have to explain that there is a misconception. A lot of people, especially older adults, believe machines are going to be safe. Oh, right. And it's actually, they have the same risk of injury as free weights. Hmm. The big difference is now when you do machines, you don't get any postural stability mm -hmm. or work on balance. And those are two huge areas that you need as you start to age. Right. And you know, 50 year olds may say, Oh, I don't need to work on balance because I'm I'm only 50. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> but all of a sudden we start doing things and then they quickly realize, oh wait, it's not as good as I thought. Mm -hmm. They haven't had a fall, but it's already declining. Right. So oh, thanks for the, <laughs> the, the future for me here. That's just great. So, um, yeah, balance is a huge thing. I've, I've, a lot of your videos are working with people working on their balance, holding weights, you know, in different mm -hmm. situations, which I think is huge. Cause we don't think about balance can be taught and balance can be learned. So I think a lot of that, what you do is valuable to help people do that. I teach yoga and I do the same thing, you know, helping people relearn how to stand on one leg or how to move in a way that you have to use your core to balance. So why is balance so important to people who are aging? Well, besides just the <laughs> typical, just falling and can't get up sort of thing. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> fall related injuries is one of the biggest killers in adults over 65. Wow. Um, 
fear of falling is one of the biggest fears as we age. So it's like addressing the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, having poor balance will affect your ability to drive, will affect your ability to do and engage in sport and just engage in life in general. So we kind of feel it a duty to try and manage and and help it because it can be addressed, but it's more than just a lot of people think, oh, I just need to stand on those, like a squishy surface or those BOSU balls, and that's right. going to give me balance, and it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get stronger. Your bo- your muscles move bones, but they also stabilize joints. Mm-hmm. So you need, as we age, we lose muscle mass. Starting at age 50, we start losing about one pound a year of muscle. And then it doubles as we hit 60. So now you're losing two pounds of muscle a year. Now it's not just the muscle, you're losing massive amounts of strength. So you're losing this strength, which means you're losing your ability to stabilize your joints. Hmm. So we need to fight that. But then also things happen in your inner ear, your vestibular system. That's what kind of houses and directs your balance. Um, And as we age, it tends those those sensory systems do tend to get a little, lack of a better word, lazy or deconditioned. And just like a muscle, they can be strengthened. So a lot of our, a lot of the things that we do are very functional in nature Mm -hmm. in that we're not standing on something squishy, but we're, um, but case in point, one of the, I, an informal survey I did of clients who'd had a fall, I was asking them how they fell, what happened. And almost 100% of the time they had had a fall because they were distracted, Hmm. be it they were walking and talking on a cell phone and then turned their head to look at something, or they were sightseeing. So their heads were up looking at this beautiful architecture in Italy and stumbled and tripped and fell. Those things aren't addressed when you're standing on a BOSU ball. Right. <laughs> they, they aren't. So a lot of our things do, we're incorporating locomotion, we're incorporating movement, different head positions, which are, which is going to challenge your inner ear. Mm. So those are, those are just some of the things that we're trying to do to change your life. I love that. And you call, you call what you do, act, I'm helping people active age, active aging. How, mm-hmm. what do you, how do you define that? Uh, simply put, it is battling the ravaging effects of sarcopenia. And what is sarcopenia? Sarcopenia is the age-related loss of muscle and strength. Mm. When we look at aging, almost everything that we associate with aging are actually symptoms of sarcopenia. So loss of balance, Mm. that's dealing with sarcopenia. That hunched over stooped posture, sarcopenia. Uh, Increased risk of falls, decreased muscle mass, uh, being more frail, not being able to get down on the ground and back up. All these things are um, management of diabetes, cancers. All these things can actually, several types can be prevented when you adequately battle sarcopenia, but you've got to get the dosage and intensity just right because it is a disease, but Mm -hmm. it can be prevented and reversed. So essentially that's what active aging is. If you want to stop, halt, or reverse the ravages of aging, you've got to strength train. It's not just movement. A lot of people think, oh, I go on a walk. That's okay. That's great for heart health, Mm -hmm. but it's doing nothing to battle sarcopenia. Right. So- when, when uh, the, col- the College of uh, the American College of Sports Medicine does a lot of research with uh, with human physiology, and 
of all the different modes and types of exercise, when you combine them all together, they can prevent and reverse 30 known illnesses and diseases. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Going further down and kind of drilling down, the, the one mode of exercise that accounts for like 95% of all of those benefits is strength training. Wow. That's huge cardiovascular training, like aerobic, cardio, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it has like a handful. Sure. Don't get mad at me, Perry, but Perry, <laughs> yoga has like one or two. Yoga can cure the world, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Scientifically proven, it has a few benefits. Um, balance, only doing balance training has a few benefits, but the, the lion's share of all of these health benefits come from strength training. So if you're looking for a magic pill, um, you know, the silver bullet that's going to kill this, this aging monster, it's going to be strength training. Wow. And it's so funny because it's not a prescription, you know, it's not a, it's not a medical procedure you have to have done. And I think maybe that's why it's not promoted so much because they can't monetize it so much unless you have a, a facility like yours where it's like, Hey, yeah, this is how you can get better. And I've, um, share a couple of examples of people that you've worked with that you've seen reverse the aging um, process. Oh, s- several come to mind. Um, one of my favorite kind of case studies is a client, Janine. Um, she came to us already advanced in years. She came to us in a wheelchair. Hmm. Not that she was paralyzed. She just lacked any strength. Wow. Um, over the course of several years. So this was not an overnight fix, but over the course of several years, we were able to take her from a wheelchair to a walker from a walker to a cane, Hmm. from a cane being able to take the stairs on her own. And finally, before uh, I stopped working with her and before her passing, she was able to pull around a 75 pound weight sled around the room. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, (laughs) and to start to finish, you go from someone who has no independence Mm -hmm. to someone who's very independent. Um, Despite her, I mean, she was physically independent. She, she had, um, Alzheimer's. So she was suffering mm-hmm. and ended up passing from that. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a, that's a, a big, big deal. Another, another example, um, Wally started, he kind of, this was the last ditch effort, right? He came to us. He's like, it's either you or the nursing home. <laughs> and, and we started working with him. And years later I, I saw him at the gym and I, and he kind of looked down. I'm like, Wally, what's, what's going on? And he's like, it's been a really rough season. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like season of your life? I'm like, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, he's already a widow. Like, I don't think it's, right. I don't think any of kids have died. Like what, what, what's going on? I was like, yeah, I've only had like 50 ski days this year. <laughs> this is now as an 88 year old. Oh, wow. And I had to remind him like, when you came, you were like knocking on death's door. Right. And now a bad year is 50, over 50 <laughs> ski days as an 88 year old. So, I mean, let's, let's That's have a little perspective incredible. change. Right. That's a mindset uh, thing. <laughs> it is a mindset, but, um, we see this all the time is just giving a new lease on life, hmm. whether it's being able to acquire a new skill that they didn't have or regaining a skill that they had that they thought was lost forever. And that's, that's, that's more that, that just fills my heart with joy. That that's the emotional payday that I live for more than, um, you know, being in a big box gym, like, Oh, I got shredded. I can, (laughs) I can take off my shirt at the beach. You know, it's, that's so fleeting as opposed to like, wow, this really changed somebody's life. Right. 
So <laughs> I love that. Um, so what does active aging involve besides um, strength training? Obviously, it has to be more. Is it eating? Is it the way you interact with your day? Um, obviously, it's going to be a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and how hard is that for people? Because when you get a certain age, your mind doesn't shift all that much. <laughs> um, so the the misnomer that you can't teach an old dog new tricks is actually false. You can. It's just the effort and energy required increases as we age. Mm. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's just too much work. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but you can. Um, so what is it, what does it involve? Uh, honestly, we start seeing kind of a shift. As you start strength training, you start feeling like you have more energy, you have more strength. So it kind of is a cascading effect. That leads to usually more activity. You sit less you are more active, you're, you're engaging more with life instead of being a passerby, sitting on the sidelines, letting life pass you by. Now you're starting to engage a little bit more with life. Um, what you also find uh, is as you start becoming more healthy, you start gravitating a little bit more towards healthier food options. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm not a fanatic uh, I'm diet agnostic. <laughs> we don't, we don't preach, preach. We, we don't prescribe to any specific diet. And honestly, with a lot of our clients in their eighties, if they want to have a cake or if they want to have their wine, go for it. Right. I, you know, yeah. you've earned it. Right. But we often see that you start just naturally kind of gravitating towards healthier foods mm-hmm. without us having to say, now, did you count your carbs on that? No, we, we don't, we don't really, right kind of go that way. But like I said, it's it's this trickle down effect. As you get stronger, you're going to start getting better balance. As you have better balance and are stronger, you start going to engage in life. You're going to have a little bit more activity, which is going to help just every, once again, it's just, and as you start seeing these changes, you start having this mindset shift because your current paradigm or your paradox that you are living in it doesn't fit. And your mm-hmm. brain's always trying to create congruency. So if you believe you're weak and can't get it on the ground, but know that you can because we force you to do it and you, you've <laughs> right. earned that ability, now all of a sudden that kind of mindset or that paradigm is, is no longer congruent. So you, you, start, you start to shift. Oh, I can do some things. Mm-hmm. The mindset usually is a little bit later or takes the longest to kind of change because you need more and more proof to believe it. Mm-hmm. but it does happen. So it's, it's not like you have to overhaul your life to answer your question. Like, what does it engage? What does it entail? You don't have to live at the gym. This is not an eight hour a day commitment, but you should be making a consistent commitment minimum twice a week, mm-hmm. optimum three times a week, or even better lifting weights three times a week and doing something almost every day, Right. whether playing sports or, uh, yoga or walking or biking, cycling, swimming, whatever you want to do. There's, there's a book called Younger Next Year. Great book. I did not write it. I, I don't, I'm not affiliated, so I don't get any uh, kickbacks. But he does bring up an interesting thing that as you retire or approach retirement, you need to treat exercise like your job hmm. in that you have every day you go to work. That's a non-negotiable. And you've got to put in some effort. Same thing for your health and fitness. You need to take a responsible, consistent approach. You need to make sure you keep a commitment to going to the gym, for example, daily or three times a week. 
as if it's like your job. Right. You don't have to spend eight hours there. <laughs> right. But, and you probably shouldn't. <laughs> and you shouldn't. Um, but just going there consistently is going to, to help. So uh, oftentimes people are like, wow, I didn't realize I could get all these benefits with such little work, hmm. relatively speaking. Out of the 168 hours a week, <laughs> right? you know, five to six hours a week can really change your life. And the more deconditioned you are, the less time, the less hours it will take to start seeing some significant improvements. Wow. I mean, we, we change people's life with just two hours a week. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. You're saving people's life. You're, you're creating a better um, way of life, a better lifestyle. The things you do are, it, they're saving, saving yeah. people's futures. I mean, you can't get that back if you're in a, in a chair no. and you're not, not moving anymore. But to a previous point is people don't know about this because we're conditioned to think a, once you become 50, 60, 70, you're a drain on society. You have nothing left to offer. And the only thing that's left for you to look forward to is social security and government subsidy programs for your health. Right. <laughs> and so we're conditioned to think that, oh, health insurance is what's going to keep me healthy. Hmm. But health care is sick care. You use it when you are right. sick. The benefits for preventative issues are woefully antiquated and not enough. Hmm. So oftentimes the reason why people don't think this way is because they are depending or thinking, oh, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, that, that's all I need. They're going to take care of everything. Right. But you're going to be in a chair. <laughs> they might be taking care of stuff, but... It's not a, it's not a happy way of life. Yeah. They'll, they'll pay for silver sneakers, which, you know, you'll sit in a chair and do some finger exercises, but like, <laughs> is that going to help you walk or balance? Probably not. Right. <laughs> so, um, it, once again, it's just kind of pulling back the curtain and kind of the smoke and mirrors of what, once again, what traditional media is saying and saying, Hey, listen, that there's a better way. Mm -hmm. And it's the hard, and that's kind of our mission. And that's the hard thing is trying to convince people that, what they hear and see on the media for so many years may not have their best interest at heart. Yeah. Cause a lot of people over 50, they've been told, you know, okay, it's just a steady decline. You're not going to, it's not going to get any better. You're just going to get in more pain, less active, less mobility, less flexibility. That's just, that's just the way it goes. So yeah. enjoy the last 30 years of your life. And I love that you give people, you know, I think with strength training, there's such a confidence that comes with that. That, that can't be found any other way. You, when you feel stronger physically, I think you feel stronger mentally. And I think you feel um, like you can do things that maybe you hadn't thought you could before. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and you don't have to be over 50 to see those benefits. Right. Yeah, better, mean, better if you're not. Better if you start early. <laughs> um, I mean, my my own wife, for example, she'll, I hope she doesn't listen because she might kill me. But um, <laughs> we, we've I finally, after 17, 18 years of marriage, got her lifting heavy weights. <laughs> <laughs> so pat myself on the back Good there. Job. Um, Good job to both of you. <laughs> but it, it's amazing because she's like, wow, I'm, she's feeling stronger. She's feeling more capable. And she, she was never weak to begin with. Right. But it is, like I said, you do see that change and that perspective, like, wow, I can't, I, I'm more capable now. And that's a fun feeling to, to help people experience for themselves. Right. I love that. So maybe there's somebody listening right now who's thinking, yeah, but Ryan, you don't know my situation. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I, everything hurts. I've had multiple surgeries. I, I, I'd like to believe you, but I can't. What would you say to them? I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I try and learn every day on the job. That said, uh, been doing this long enough that there's very little that surprises me that I haven't seen. Um, we currently have a client who, um, she comes to us, she, she has a cane. She has severe scoliosis, um, a multi-level back fusion mm. that has failed. Oh, she wow. literally stands and she's tilted to the side almost 90 degrees. Like your back wow. should not move yeah, that way. And that's her normal stance. Like that's how messed up wow. it is. She comes. Yes, she's limited in what she can do. And there's limitations of how much we can help at that point mm -hmm. um, with all the hardware that's in there. But someone in that position can say, wow, I was able to go up and down the stairs at the Vivint Arena or the soon to be back the Delta Center. <laughs> right. um, as it should be. As it should be. Yes. <laughs> I've never stopped calling it the Delta Center. I didn't Center. either. Um, so she can go down and up the stairs like, wow, I didn't have to take several breaks to do mm. that. With all of her issues, like it doesn't matter your issues because it goes back to what we started with. It's a customized prescription. You don't share your drugs with anybody else that you get from the doctor. You shouldn't. Shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing with your, an exercise prescription. When you get, when, when you get something tailored to you, it's a completely different feel. Um, if you've ever had a tailored piece of clothing, it's completely different than off the rack. Yes. It's going to be more expensive, but it's like, wow, I feel better in this. Mm -hmm. I look better in this and I can do more in this. Same thing with an exercise prescription. It doesn't matter whether you have osteoporosis or if you've got severe arthritis or, you know, you, or just, you know, busted up ankles or, you know, knees that are all bad. It having the right dosage and frequency intensity and the right prescription can cure and fix a lot of the issues that you're dealing with. Wow. That's, that's so hopeful for people to know that there, that doesn't have to be a life of pain and, you know, lack of movement. Yeah. There is a way out. There's a way to get better. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why we're here preaching the good word of, <laughs> right. of, of, active aging. of active aging because <laughs> it is preventable, but more importantly, it's reversible. Hmm. Um, one, one of my favorite studies was done in a rest home, uh, average age participant in this study was like 90 years old, brought in exercise equipment, brought in professionals to follow them for, uh, I believe it was a 12 week program of strength training. The average strength gain of those people was 400%. Oh my gosh. As 90 year olds. That's, that's amazing. So <laughs> if a 90 year old community dweller can increase their strength fourfold, which probably is going to mean they don't need assisted living at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the, as far over to one spectrum as you can get. So if, if that can happen, everything else is covered. Like if you're not <laughs> at that point, you can still see some amazing benefits as well. Wow. So there's so much fear, you know, directed at aging, getting older, getting decrepit, whatever. How does active aging help us move back toward love? Well, I think first is um, as you take responsibility for active aging, you start with self-love and self-care. Hmm. And 
then because of this empowerment that you get um, of kind of reversing the the clock and feeling and moving and living like you're decades younger, you start interacting more. As we age, we start shutting ourselves off, um, not only to experiences, but life and everything in general. Um, so as you have, there's the famous saying, like you can't, you can't fill from an empty pot. As you fill up your own bucket of, of life and vitality and energy, you have so much more to give and you actually end up do giving more. You're, um, so many of our clients are, are phenomenally active and engaged in their community and advocacy and families and their grandkids' lives. Um, so really, active aging is all about love because you're loving yourself enough to be able to help and love and support others. And that's what it's about. Once again, not living life, like looking at it on the sidelines, but being an active participant. I love that so much. That's beautiful. How can people find you? Uh, smoke signals don't work as well as they used to in the past. But There's smoke in the air now. We don't even yeah, see the, them with anymore. The, with the inversion right now, probably like won't see smoke that. Smoke signal or smog? Um, I don't get many bat signals sent my way. <laughs> so you can find us at leveragefitness.com. You can uh, find us on social media. We're um, Leverage Fitness Solutions. Or you can give us a call, 385-985-3603. Great. And they can come in for an assessment. Yep. Com uh, complimentary assessments to see what we can do to help. Right. And it's a win-win. It's a so yeah, <laughs> very good. And like you said, it's an investment in your future, an investment in feeling good and moving and really enjoying the golden years, as they call them. I, I like to call them the most prolific years. The most prolific years. You can, you can accomplish the most because you have the most time, availability, and... Um, desire. Hmm. So yeah, they're, they're the, they can be the most prolific decades. I love that. So my most prolific decades are yet to come, Roger. Yes, they are. We'll see. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, Ryan. This my has been pleasure. a great conversation. Thank I'm you. Really excited with what you do. And thank you for listening. Podcast listeners, come back again next week for another great conversation. Have a great day. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.